Welcome to Mariners Church, Gospel Everyday Podcast. Over the next few weeks, the team at Mariners is prayerfully planning for our next season of ministry as we close out our fiscal year, June 30th. If you want to be a part of the vision God has given Mariners to inspire people to follow Jesus and fearlessly change the world, you can head to marinerschurch.org give. Give through our Mariners app or click the link in the show notes to set up your one-time or reoccurring gift. Your support of the ministry at Mariners equips us to reach our world with the hope of Jesus and serve those around us in his name. Thanks for your generosity, and God bless you. Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariners Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 5 and 25, and chapter 24, verse 28. It says this, An honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. Do not testify against your neighbor without cause. Would you use your lips to mislead? To deceive is to make someone believe something that is not true. Now, have you ever played the game Two Truths and a Lie? It's a great way to get to know people. Not only because they share two truths about themselves that you didn't know before, but also you learn how they think by the lie that they try to convince you about themselves. Of course, the point is to try and guess which part of those three statements about them isn't true about the person. Now, I've realized that the best liars are those that make the lie seem most plausible in light of the other options that they share. The more outlandish can either be so out of left field, it is true, or so out there, it's delusional. And that's the fun and the challenge of the game for all parties. Now, the Kellers mention this. They say effective lies are those that include the greatest amount of truth and yet still deceive. That's been my experience. But when misleading people isn't about winning an icebreaker, but intentionally deceiving someone to harm them or get something from them, this is the opposite of truthfulness. Now, we live in a world with countless examples of spin doctors where experts are even hired to convince us that perception, not truth, is reality. We have political leaders caught in illegal or immoral activity that have been questioned so that they would confess the truth and yet have also put a spin on the facts to mislead and absolve themselves of justice. We have all kinds of media channels where ratings and agendas overshadow the desire for honest, truthful reporting. We all have examples in the lives of people that we care about, and even in our own lives where we've been deceived or misled. So we know firsthand how painful and destructive this can be. We live in a world desperately in need of truth, longing for truth, because when the hard facts of reality come to the surface, we can solve the problems. We can do something about it. We know where we stand on the issue. And God's word challenges his people to be committed to truthfulness, where we must never use facts in a misleading way. Keller says it like this, it's not enough to simply give factually accurate statements so you can say to yourself, well, I didn't really lie. 
you know, for those who seek and follow Jesus, we're reminded in John 18, 37, to look to the one who has come to testify to the truth. In other words, without the truth of our sinful state, we would not find our Savior in the truth of Jesus. Later, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church of Ephesus about living out this truth that they've learned in Jesus. He says this in Ephesians 4, 17 and following. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, the non-Jews, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality. So as to indulge in every kind of impurity, they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Christ Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So Paul is helping the Christians in Ephesus understand that the the standard way of operating in that day which he referred to as the Gentiles. He wasn't pointing out a particular people group necessarily, just the cultural mindset and way of uh, thinking and doing life. In contrast to this new life that Christ had brought because of the truth. So if we've genuinely encountered the truth of Christ and learned his ways, this involves three things. We are, number one, renewed in the spirit of our minds. Number two, we put off the old self And three, we put on the new self, like every day by faith in putting on Christ. Therefore, we're people of new life. We're putting off the old ways. We're confessing. We're repenting of those ways of uh, from before, those deceitful desires, those those desires to deceive when it seems um, advantageous for ourselves. We're not going to exaggerate. We're not going to leave out crucial details. And we're going to put on the truthfulness of Christ. We're going to go the extra mile to be truth tellers in our family, in our business, in our neighborhoods. Now, for me, this is a daily invitation to allow the Holy Spirit to make me aware of my speech. You know, I read through this proverb and immediately want to say, that's not me. But as I sit in this and allow God to check my heart, as I've been sharing the last couple of days, he brings to mind these little subtle moments that I'm ashamed of. And I'm like, I need to confess that. I need to get right with God about that. I don't want my words to, to, to do that. I want my words not just to be factually true, but an honest representation without an ill motive. This brings glory to God. God is so good. I know he's doing it for my good. And I know he wants to do it for your good as well. So how about you? Let me ask you this as Keller writes, is there any part of your life, family life, business or others in which you yourself are being selective in your speech that misleads? Are you finding yourself shading the truth to get ahead in your business? Do you find yourself tempted to, to kind of fudge the facts a little bit or the numbers to look better among your fellow parents or your peers or your, your coworkers? Would you say that at times you do it without even thinking? If so, how might Jesus' love and truth for you impact your commitment to tell the truth this week? Would you pray with me?
Lord, I confess that I often twist the truth in order to look good. Um, I usually avoid outright lies, but I tend to do it before I even know what I'm doing. Would you help me stop this? Would you help me to remember that you will judge me for every idle word? Make me a person of truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.